Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Happy, Healed, and Fulfilled. So today guys, you know, as as you all recognize is um, like the first day people are working from home or remotely. So I'm a communications intern for this incredible startup company called United States of Care. And it's a nonpartisan healthcare organization that works on access and affordability. I promise you, I'm not just bringing this up to brag, there's a point. So um, on this week, we had a content collaboration meeting and basically we were brainstorming and trying to troubleshoot what kind of policy we want to establish when we talk about, you know, the perils of our society, like the fact that when black women go in for their appointments, even as far as prenatal care, postnatal care, um, and their pregnancy term, um, healthcare, the system isn't made for their comfort. Um, It pushes them out and makes them feel extremely uncomfortable. um, And it doesn't do anything to address the perils that not only black women, but a lot of people face in terms of healthcare. And so in this meeting, I share a personal story from my experiences in mental health care. And basically, this I had waited three months to get a psychiatrist appointment so that I could change my meds. It was during this year that I took a year off from school and I had been in and out of mental health treatment facilities. And let me just start by saying that in America, there is no such thing as a mental health treatment facility um, that allows you to stay in residence without the accompaniment of a rehab, a rehabilitation center. So in order to, you know, get your mental health addressed, have a place to live if you were homeless, as I was, as well as, um, well, I think those are the main two things. I was homeless and that I needed to treat my mental health. Um, the problem at this time in my life, um, as a sophomore in college, um, my depression had reached uh, a height and I no longer even wanted to go to school. I lost all passion. The fire was gone um, and this destroyed me, especially someone, like I said in my last podcast, who had loved education from a child. And education to me then was like reading books. And so basically being a creator um, and the fact that that passion and that fire wasn't there kind of tore me up. And this is what I mean when I say spiritual awakening doesn't come, you know, lightly. It comes with a crumbling, if you will, of everything you had known. And so in my crumbling, like I said, in this treatment facility, trying to get this psychiatrist appointment, because I did try the traditional way. I went through the system. I went to get medication to treat my mental health disorder. Um, and they just kept piling meds on top of meds. And so this particular concoction that I had, I was about, I want to say nine months into in and out of these treatment facilities. And my suicidal ideation increased tremendously. I was safe, luckily, in this house um, full of women, and we were all on this journey together. Um, However, things weren't getting better. I couldn't even see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I did what I was supposed to. Every day, you know, we went to AA, and we talked about it. It was like group therapy, which I highly recommend. Um, 
especially over one-on-one therapy. I think that one-on-one therapy has its validity, but group therapy, I think is pivotal. Anyways, I'll talk about that in another podcast. But as for this one, so I'm sharing with them this experience that I had in this healthcare system with this man. Um, He was a doctor, a psychiatrist, and after seeing him, he literally did not answer any of my concerns. He prescribed me a different medication um, to address dry mouth and my migraines and only increase the dosage of all the other medications that I have been taking for three months that were not working. Um, And at this time, this is a matter of life and death, guys. Like, I need my sanity so that I can keep going with this life thing because I was about to end it. And so his diagnoses or lack thereof was extremely frustrating for me. And so being having gone through a lot of experiences where I felt my voice was stunted or shut down, this is this experience only, you know, perpetuated that um, kind of thought pattern I already had in the waiting room after this appointment. I'm just crying. Tears just coming down my face. I'm kind of like trying not to shut down, but I can't even lie, guys. I was shutting down. Um, luckily, I had a housemate, like I said, this was a house full of women, a housemate there, and she saw this, and she was like, what's going on? She came to sit next to me because I was not opening up. And then after, um, you know, her prying for a little while, I finally whispered, like, he didn't do anything. Like, I didn't get my medications fixed or altered. I'm still in the same position I was when I walked in the door. Um, So she went to advocate for me. She went to the front um, to ask the receptionist if I could see this doctor again and he refused he absolutely refused to see me after agreeing and making me wait additional time mind you all that ended I had to go back to the house nothing happened I I honestly don't even remember getting these prescriptions to be honest but a few weeks later I get a mail saying I had been like excommunicate I don't know what's the actual Um, proper term for this but basically this letter said that I was no longer able to go to his practice again like he would never see me and I was like what did I do and so the letter continues to say because other patients in the waiting room heard me complaining then that wasn't representative of the type of clientele he wanted to service so I could no longer come to that establishment anymore which, you know, for me was great because I didn't like medicine, man-made medicine anyway. Second of all, this man did not know how to do his job, nor did he have any empathy nor compassion. So that was a win for me because I don't want to be there anyway. You were no help, sir. Thank you. But in expressing this to them in this meeting, I didn't realize like how that experience would have helped me later on. So when we talk about, you know, spiritual awakening, it's very piecemeal. You'll get pieces in the beginning, and sometimes you'll think, you know, this piece doesn't make sense. This is just frustrating me. But as you keep going through the, the cycle, the spiral, if you wish, because life flows out of a spiral, and anybody that does not recognize the spiral is looking at it wrong. But, you know, I'm not going to condemn them. They'll get there. It's a process, as everyone has to go through. But in sharing this experience with them, I was able to recognize my healing and also recognize that that experience was not just for me. That experience was to help somebody else and to honor an overly 
um, and um, it's kind of like when a lot of people can relate. Um, oh, okay, an overly relatable experience, especially from the Black woman's community. That's what I want to say. I brought a, brought that up to recognize that my healing, you know, has been in full effect you know whether I want to acknowledge it or not like it's kind of like a program that's running in the background and even when I think it's not happening it's still happening but this is only because guys I have committed to that process of deep reflection self-reflection being honest with myself looking at my wounds looking at those icky parts of myself that I don't want to see for example this is kind of all culminated into like my body, if you will. My whole life, I've always struggled with body image and body issues and things like that. And it's not to say that, you know, I wasn't fit or yes, I was overdeveloped, if you want to say that, um, from a younger age. But it was more so about the fact that I couldn't own who I was simply because everything around me kept telling me it's too much or it's not enough or this isn't right, you know? And after a while, you start to believe that. And so in me believing that, of course, I hated my body. I didn't really get any messages that told me otherwise. And for me, because I was already kind of in this program that told me not to like my body, then anything that contradicted that message was inaccurate that's false that is not valid over here and this is what I'm trying to tell you guys about the power of your mind because when we talk about the spiritual realm and how you feel sense and know that before you even encounter the physicalness it's true and how do you think you know those things travel um it's through the neuro neurological network and I'm not saying that you know your mind is the source of spirituality but it is a conduit it is a means to set in and it is the only physical way we can kind of conceptualize that because guys you got to understand this thing is so much bigger than us like we we have this concept in our current you know society that we have to fight for everything everything is a competition that there is not enough and so we need to fight to get what little there is that is fundamentally flawed there is more than enough in my last podcast I told you guys that spirits are spaces right and so if we're just talking about space and we talk about how Literally, I was watching the cosmos uh, and Neil deGrasse Tyson had rebooted it from um, for Netflix. And in his explication of, you know, what scientists know about the cosmos, he mentioned that scientists can even like fathom or like know certain parts about the universe because enough time hasn't passed like What I'm trying to point out here is that there's an ever-expanding amount of space. Like, there's limitless. Like, what do you think the concept of infinity comes from? Like, things really do keep going. Your heartbeat, it keeps going until it stops. And then it's reborn into something else, right? And so, 
And so too, like our spiritual awakening and, you know, learning who we are, it's important to know it's not a, a linear process. You don't go from point A to point B. It spirals, right? So you start at one point, and then you, you try to go to another point, and then that point takes you back to point A, and then you go further again, then you go back to point A. Like, there's a, a constant kind of dance or back and forth cycle, if you will, that everything operates out of, right? And so now we've reached a point where we've gone too far into one end of the cycle and too far into another end. Okay, I'll bring it back down again. This is where I talk about the concepts of yin and yang, right? Because in this duality, we have to understand that each end of the spectrum is an extreme. Um, When we take out the yin and the yang and we put so we recognize the yin and the yang is the black and white circle in the black part of the circle there is a um, a little white circle in the blackness and then in the white part of the circle there's a little black part in the whiteness and so when you scratch these things out i need to make a youtube video about it so you guys can see how i'm doing this but when you scratch these things out you now get the spectrum right and so where all the white or yang energy you know, is on one side of the spectrum, let's say the right side. And then at the very end of that spectrum, you get that little black circle, right? And so this is what we call all, so let's just say that Yang is good because in our society, that's what we have made it, right? So let's just say in all the good, that is that whiteness in Yang, that little part, that little black part that at the extreme far end of that spectrum is the bad that's in that good is the bad like I said the bad that is in that good so too with the other side of that spectrum if we take the black part of the circle let's say let's just say that's all the bad but at the very end we get that little white part the white part of this darkness right and this is that little good that's in the extreme nature of the bad right so we understand that even in this duality at the extreme levels it's still not balanced right and so this is why when i say everywhere on the the line or the spectrum um, is valid however there's an acknowledgement of when there's too much of one duality or one side of duality, there's a fundamental imbalance. And so this is what the world, this, this is what we're seeing now and what the world has culminated to because whereas before we had the yin-based society, she became tainted, right? And then we switched over to the yang-based society and it became he became tainted and so when we talk about especially feminists when they say um we need to go back to you know a yin-based society if you will we can't because she needs healing too like the masculine and the feminine the yin and the yang both need healing and i specify yin and yang because yin is so much bigger than masculine and feminine right so when we get the yang, we get the external, what you guys see on the outside. But then when we talk about the yin, that's the internal. That's all that good 
thoughts, the emotions, everything that bubbles up, the stuff we try to hide and not show everybody. When we talk about masks, the mask that we put on and show people when we leave our houses is the yang energy. This is what we call our sun sign in astrology. My sun sign is a Sagittarius, right? So this is how I kind of view and see the world. Okay, get it? And then we have the yin energy. That's the insides. That's how I think, how I come to rational conclusions or not. <laughs> how I feel or how my mo emotions tend to flow, right? And then this is where we talk about our moon sign in astrology. Your moon sign, my moon sign is Capricorn. So for me, I think very like boss-like energy, right? So sometimes I need to put my emotions on the back burner because, um, I can't deal with it in this moment. But let me tell you how the society that we've been in has kind of steered us far away from our natural um, kind of cycles, states of being. And in that, we've tried to mold and shape and fit ourselves and the way we fundamentally operate, which is different from everybody, just like everybody has a different sun and moon sign, so too is everybody's individuality and how that plays out. Yes, it's the same 12 signs or 13 signs, whatever you believe, but the way and the percentage level of each of those things plays out differently. And that's the beauty in it, right? Um, I was watching lucid living tv and i mentioned this on my facebook um as a shameless plug for my podcast but it was great in watching her you know explicate a message from mother nature if you will because it was so much confirmation in that which i know right so when i speak to you guys from on this podcast like i know it's kind of like spiritual because i feel it in my intuitive ocean right not only is my third chakra my third eye chakra lit up and my crown you know flowing but i feel it in my gut right i feel it in my sacral and you know it moves up and I have to activate my throat chakra and my heart is, you know, always open, always beating. And no, it has not always been like that. But what I'm saying is in these, you know, sons of gods and daughters of men, which we call the chakras or the yins and yangs that um, are representatives in us. Um, there is an honoring to our natural cycles in our within ourselves that has to happen. And with that comes an overstanding and an understanding of who you are and how that looks, you know, in the grander scale of things. Because like I said, everything is duality. So once you understand yourself, you see that this duality is in everything, that the world is not just operating, you know, out of, um, how can we say, like, it's not operating happenstantially. Like this is kind of like, one thing led to another and that thing led to another and you kind of see the domino effect you see it more clearly and you also see where to interrupt it and where you find yourself uh, um, playing into what's being said and fed versus where you're standing out and then you make the choice do i want to keep standing out or do i want to be keep getting fed so that was episode two trying to give you guys a little bit more understanding of where I'm coming from with this yin and the yang energy and how it's so much bigger, bigger than the masculine, the feminine.
It's bigger than that. We got we got to start thinking bigger than that. And I believe you can because I know it. I know it's possible. We wouldn't be these highly spiritual beings if it wasn't. But you just got to trust yourself long enough to fight through and recognize and face your demons. And don't beat them up. Some of them are necessary. Some of them can be your goons. When we say our goons got, when I say my goons got goons, that's because my demons, right? When, when they ready to unleash themselves, we have a conversation. We come to, this is what, when people say come to, um, <laughs> come to Jesus meeting, taking it out of the religious rhetoric. This is my come to precious moment, right? Let me call one of my goons, you know, to handle my lightweight because in this time and space, I'm not utilizing my energy for that. I have better things to do. So let me let this handle it. It's already in me. So let me just jump into it real quick. And then when I'm done, I'm going to sit you to the side. You can go rest and restore. And then we, we back at it. And so when we start treating our demons as like, you know, friends or acquaintances rather than strangers who home like homeless people instead of treating our demons like homeless people and treating everybody like they're fucking your fucking family then we will start you'll just start seeing things differently but it starts with yourself guys like you cannot do this you cannot see things differently if you don't see yourself differently if you don't know that you are a star and you are made of the same particles that the stars are made out of that means you are a celestial body yes you are a little g but let's understand that just because you are a little g does not mean that there is nothing greater than you there is much something much much greater than you and that's the beauty of it all because we're not fighting against each other one thing is not you know controlling us so much so that we can't live and be free it's actually we're working in harmony oh that actually brings me to the last point that i wanted to make because like it's not to say that everything will be perfect you know everything will be well it will be balanced but balanced in a like harmonious way one thing she mentioned in this youtube video was that the way this works it looks like music, right? So the different notes, different tones, how and the way you arrange it is what creates the symphony, is what creates music that speaks to your soul. It's the frequencies and vibrations. So if we think about individuals, yes, we are different notes, but when we come together, we create symphonies. When we use our voices and we are connected to ourselves and our spirits, then we can really create full tone music and not it's like if music was colors right it's like we're on the grayscale mode and that's the only music we're playing but there's so many more vibrant colors at our disposal if we just trust it and just learn ourselves to know how we see those colors okay i'm gonna let up guys this has been the longest podcast but it's worth it. I hope my experience is helping you guys. Um, I'm so glad that I'm finally getting to talk about it. It's well um, needed for me. Maybe this is my new form of therapy. You guys just get to listen in to my thoughts. So thanks for joining me on Happy, Healed, and Fulfilled.